coming to you from the mountains and the plains. The only conservative voices brave enough to push back. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Altman. That's what the Second Amendment was designed to do. If you're going to do something to, to nullify or take away my rights under the Constitution, come get it. Max McGuire. When you look at politicians on the left, um, they need to convince people that they are victims. A resistance to the resistance. And now your hosts, Joe Altman and Max McGuire. And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Joe will be here shortly. Just had to step out for a minute. But we didn't want to leave you guys waiting any longer. Wanted to just jump right into it. And the story of the day, the topic of the day, is the Democrats' new plan, now materialized, to pack the Supreme Court. They have introduced the bill. It's a page and a half long. Page and a half long to add four new justices to the Supreme Court. Not spread out over time immediately, meaning that Joe Biden would automatically, instantly, get to nominate four liberal justices to the Supreme Court. So we're going to get into all of that in a second. But before I do, I have to tell everyone, hit that share button if you haven't already. Give us a thumbs up. Very important comment. On DLive, make sure you're commenting. Um, we, we need a couple more subscribers. We right now have 18 subscribers. We need 20 to be able to apply for the next tier. And lots of people are asking what that next tier looks like. I can tell you some of the things that are in it. Uh, a subscribers-only chat room, a follower-only chat room. Um, 25 days of video-on-demand storage. So if we reach that next level... When we go live on DLive, instead of the videos being deleted after three or four days, they would stay on there for 25 days. Very, very important. And the chest of, of uh, lemons that we give away every couple of minutes would fill up even faster. So lots of cool stuff like that. We need your help to get there. We need two more subscribers. So if you can, please do consider doing so. Um, so we're going to play today on the podcast, we're going to play a bunch of clips from this morning's press conference that the Democrats held at the Supreme Court. We're going to play some historical clips of Joe Biden, what he had to say about packing the Supreme Court. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. He didn't like it. Um, and we're going to try and explain to you what this plan is all about. And again, if you have any comments, questions, feel free to call in 888-441-1121. We welcome Joe now on. Joe. Welcome to the show. Um, what do you think Sorry, about this? What do you think about this Democrat plan to pack the Supreme Court? I think it's complete trash. And by the way, I think that it's something we should have predicted. Again, breaking down the constructs of everything that we do as a country, breaking down the constructs of what the Constitution stands for. You, you, he you heard someone that uh, works in the Biden, you know, uh, clown show say that that racism is interwoven into our very documents of our of our of our country. That, that is basically trying to break down everything we are as a country. And, and, and frankly, it, it spits on the graves of minorities and white people that fought to abolish slavery and to change rules and laws that gave everyone equal rights. And what we're facing today is, is something much more sinister than, than just the packing of the Supreme Court. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a precursor to how do we destroy the United States? From within. So this might be this might be an all time record on the podcast. The fastest time you've ever said trash. Wasting no time. We want to get this synonym right out of the way today. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer yeah. Josh. Today's synonym of the day is drum roll. Josh, you got low. it? 
Today's synonym of the day is cull. Cull, something separated from a group or lot for not being as good as the others. Hashtag the left are cull. The left are cull. Yeah, they're trash. And also it can be a verb to cull something like the cull the herd, hey, but it also can be a noun. Somebody says that my volume is low. Maybe we should just check in adjusting that if we could, please. Thanks. Pretty sure. Yeah, your, your, your volume was low earlier too. Um, but yeah, Mr. Producer Josh, if you can turn it up, that'd be great. Yeah. So we, we have some videos to play of the press conference today, what Democrats have been saying, pretty incredible stuff. Like no one actually believes it, but they are going to go all out and trying to make this happen. Yeah. To change the Supreme Court by adding four liberal justices immediately, not spread out over time, not having term limits so people have to get off the court immediately immediately yeah. and we are running a fax blast today if you want to participate and fight back the link is in the description on facebook uh and our uh website i'm gonna add it right now to a panel to d live uh that's the one thing i forgot to do as we were going live today uh, but make sure you join the fax blast and, and fight back against us we're going to cover the bill in depth i mean as in depth as you can go into a <laughs> into a one and a half page bill um but make sure you join that fax blast today and uh and participate so while i get this set up on d live let's go ahead and play this first cut i believe this cut is jerry nadler proclaiming that he's not packing the supreme court the democrats are going to be unpacking it let's go ahead and play cut number one nine justices may have made sense in the 19th century when there were only nine circuits only a few hundred appeals were filed before the court every year and so many of our most important laws everything from civil rights antitrust, the internet, financial regulation, healthcare, immigration, and white-collar crime simply did not exist as far as the court was concerned and did not require adjudication by the Supreme Court. But the logic behind having only nine justices is much weaker today when there are 13 circuit courts, thousands of cases filed before the court each year, and the full range of statutes and regulations that make our economy and our society work. And that's why, unlike through most of our history, the Supreme Court accepts certiorari, accepts cases in a tiny, tiny fraction of cases. And that means that most cases, the vast majority of cases, the overwhelming majority of cases, don't get considered by the Supreme Court, which they are entitled to do and throughout much of our history did. Our predecessors made eminent sense when they, rigged, when they pegged the size of the Supreme Court to the number of judicial circuits. As our country has grown, so too to the Supreme Court. 13 justices for 13 circuits is a logical progression. And that is another reason why I'm glad to join my colleagues in introducing the Judiciary Act of 2021 to establish the Supreme Court size as 13. That's uh, a nice number. It matches. It's not a nice number. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a proper number. It matches the number of circuits as it has historically. And it also will enable us to do justice and to rectify the great injustice that was done in packing the court. And t some people will say, we're packing the court. We're not packing it, we're unpacking it. Senator McConnell and the Republicans packed the court over the last couple of years, as Senator uh, uh, Markey outlined. So this is a, a, a reaction to that. It's a necessary step in the evolution of the court. And I'm glad to, I'm proud to co-sponsor it. So a couple things. You notice the Freudian slip there yeah. where he says they Packing rigged the it. Yeah. Well, he said he, he meant to say pegged, but the word that came out was rigged. 
So nice little Freudian slip there from Jerry Nadler. And then at the end, he says, we're going to set it at 13 because that's a nice number. I mean, th- th- this is what we're talking about here, people. No, we're going to set it to 13 because it's a nice number. And the Republicans are the one who packed it. No, the Republicans filled vacancies and they use pol- political and uh, political means to keep the vacancies open. It was, it was strategic, right? Here's the funny part, though. He says nine justices might have made sense in the 19th century, meaning the 1800s. Here is a picture from 2016. Mr. Producer, put up image one. Here's Democrats standing in front with hashtag we need nine. So in in 2016, when Republicans were keeping the uh, Scalia seat open, Democrats were saying we need nine. Now they're trying to change it to say, oh, well, it made sense in the 1800s, but it doesn't make sense now. It made sense to them five years ago, just five years ago. And here's a picture from today. Put up image two. <laughs> Expand the court. Notice it's the same guy standing at the microphone each time. Absolutely. Uh, Senator Markey. Senator Markey, in 2016, he stood in front and said, we need nine. Now he's saying expand the court. This has nothing to do with ideology. I mean, like with principles, it's just politics. They want to ram as many justices through as possible, and they don't want to wait for vacancies to naturally become available. So I just thought it was so interesting. Oh, well, that's a, nine justices is an 1800s concept. They were demanding nine just five years ago. They think you're stupid. They think you're too stupid to remember. Hit the share button to make but, sure people but, aren't but, too stupid but, to remember. But, but yeah, and listen, it's not it's not that you're too stupid to remember, right? It's that they don't they think you're stupid, period. So let's just let's call it what it is. They think that you're stupid. They think that you don't have a brain. They think that you don't actually have the ability to stand up, that they can just bark things down at you and what they say is actual fact. And then the Freudian slipper or saying the quiet part out loud. I remember when when Biden did that during the thing where we said we had the most comprehensive election fraud yeah. environment. Right. They're saying it out loud because that's what they are. They are evil. We, we fail to look at our society for what it is. Right. So this morning, Max, we had a podcast. We had a, a lawyer on that was talking about what the justice system looks like. And and frankly, people were, were shocked. They were talking about, well, that can't really be happening. It is happening. It's happening everywhere. And by creating this chaos and moving over here, they create all of these pockets of different things that they're attacking in our society, making it difficult for us to attack all of them. This is what I mean when I say we have the ability to take back our community, understanding the power of no, understanding that what the left actually represents is a fight between good and evil. They are evil. The left is evil. They are terroristic, terroristic. They are radicals. They want to destroy what America is about. And we're over here having a conversation about an intellectual conversation because we're smart people, right? And they're having a conversation over here about how to destroy everything that the country's about. And we're saying, well, that's not true. And then they come back with lies. They come back with fl- just flat out, patently false lies because hashtag the left are liars. They're pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. That's what they are. But we, we act like we're surprised in all of the things that we're doing, we act like we're surprised. And then we fail to say, or we say to ourselves, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. We can stand up. We can actually break the the model on Facebook and, and all these other places and share the message and become ambassadors for truth. We can, we can do those things. We just have to decide that we're willing to actually make a few sacrifices in order to make that possible, right? 
and just frankly calling it what it is. So yeah, we have a fax blast. You can also just call your congressman. You can do lots of different things, but you have to step into the fight and you have to be willing to do things to be an ambassador for truth. Because if you're not, then you're complicit in the behavior of the left. You're complicit, which is why I talk to Democrats and I say, listen, if you're not for this, then, then, then you're against it, right? And they're like, yeah, but I can't stand up and talk about this because I'll be going against my party. Then you're complicit in the behavior and you're just as evil as they are. We are the same way. We can be left publicans. We can be, you know, align ourselves with terroristic, radical leftists that just want to destroy this country, or we can stand up and do something about it, right? But the, the fact is, is that you, you act like you're surprised that over a five-year period of time that they want to change their messaging uh, because it's convenient for them. They, they want to destroy you. I'm not they, surprised. They, they not hate surprised. you. We've been running fax blasts on this for over a year. Um, so no, there's no surprise here. Yeah. It's just I'm, I'm surprised that they think they can get away with the lie. I'm surprised that they yeah. think that when they do a press conference in front of the Supreme Court with all the media in attendance, that, that yeah. we just won't remember that five years ago they demanded it, it be exactly nine. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm surprised about, that, that they continue to think they can memory hold us. So go to my screen, Mr. Producer. They, they talk about Nadler talks about the 1900s and it's important. Let, let's go through this for a minute. The Supreme Court size has changed over the years. It's true. It has. It's changed as new states were added to the union. Start at six, went down to five, then up to six, seven in 1807, up to nine in 1837, went up to 10. That was a political move. Went down to seven. That was a political move. And then went back up to nine. It has been at nine since 1869. Right. We have not had a new state added to the union in over 60 years. So the reason that this was changing, that these, these numbers change, is because Supreme Court justices had to do something called riding the court, riding the circuit, circuit riding. So right now, today, you have the Supreme Court, the justices preside over a circuit. But back then, they actually had to travel to the circuit. So they were expected to go on horseback and later on tra by train to hear cases in those states. Right. So as America expanded westward, right, manifest destiny towards the Pacific Ocean, there were more states. It got farther away. So you needed more Supreme Court justices to hear all those cases on the circuits. They no longer ride the circuit. Supreme Court justices no longer have to commute to work on the West Coast. Yeah. So there's no longer a literal need for this. We are no longer taking in new states. We are no longer forcing them to ride the circuit. They cannot have an actual philosophical reason behind this. It's all politics. It's all well, ideologies. And, and just so you know, they say they're only able to hear a fraction of the cases. That's actually not true. They don't the, the, the Supreme Court justices don't have a full load. Right. The Supreme Court does not hear cases every single day of the week. They don't hear cases um, every every week of every month. They don't they don't have a full load now. Right. And by saying that by adding justices, you're actually going to be able to you know divide work is is showing people that even now doesn't even understand how the Supreme Court works. Right. Yeah. And how you have you know, majority and minority opinions. And those opinions stand together like they all have to hear the cases together. It's not like they just walk around. Right. And they, it, it, that's why you have five, four votes, six, three votes, which we haven't seen many of those lately, right? John Roberts, traitor. So, I mean, you, you people don't understand that it doesn't actually create any more environment. It's not like opening up that we're gonna now hear more cases because we have more justice. Yeah. That's just not the case, right? And that's and just and another lie. they can't force lie. it. No. No, they can't. They can't force it. The justices get to decide what cases they hear and don't right. hear. Right. And the truth is the the vast majority, 
of appeals to the Supreme Court are not heard. Right. The vast majority are denied. A very right. small percentage of total appeals to the Supreme Court get heard or even get like put on the docket. Right. They're not going to force that. The only thing they're going to do is right. add four leftists to the bench right. to increase the likelihood that liberal causes will be heard. Because I mean, that's they're not, what they're because about. they're not judges, right? These are activists, and we, we need to we need to recognize the difference between the two. If we were talking about judges putting people on there that have an unbiased approach and they're going to use the Constitution as a basis for their decisions, then then we can have a better conversation. But as we talked about this morning, that's just not the case. We have activist yeah. judges. We have people that want to persecute, not prosecute. They have people that want to create decisions based on what is good for their indoctrination and ideology, right? We, we've let them creep into our society and we're letting them do the things that they're doing now when the power of the word no is, is really powerful, right? And it, it's not a mistake that these PSYOPs deals are going on right now and you have BLM and Antifa going out there, burning down buildings and looting and creating uh, unrest. It's, it's not, this is not, this is all part of the plan, right? Let's keep them oppressed. Let's keep them so that they are, frankly, scared, afraid, have fear, right? And then they'll be less quiet. When they pop their head up, let's just lob a couple of those heads off. And guess what? We're right back on track, right back in business. This is the mistake that I think that the left is is missing about us, is that we are, you're not going to lob our head off. And if you do, by the way, um, we, we've got a little bit of, we, we got a little bit of firepower for you and we're willing to stand up against you. So, so we have more clips that we're going to play. So make sure you hit that share button. Facebook, super throttling us this morning. 82 viewers on Facebook. Yeah. They yeah. don't want anyone to see about, hear about this. Oh, listen, so It's right almost now, like we're talking about. Right, yeah, right now, everyone hit yeah. the share button. Everyone hit the share button. I want every single person to hit the share button. I want every single person to take the, if, if you're not on your computer, get on your computer, go to a, a uh, browser pick up that URL, take the URL, put it on every single page, put it on Parler, put it on MeWe, put it everywhere, everywhere you can put it out there. There's a reason why they're trying to keep us quiet. There's a reason. There's a reason why they don't want this message to get out there. There's a reason why the people on the left are working with the people on the right and they're complicit in the behavior of not letting you have yeah. a voice. And this is why I say you have to be an ambassador. You have to be able to be willing to stand up. You have to be willing to do those things. Are you willing to or not? Now we're at 25 shares. We've got 90 people that are actually listening. Go ahead and hit it again. Keep hitting it. You're going to start seeing that as you hit share, and we're just talking about Facebook, um, as you start going on to our, the, our, if you're on our website, right? If you're on our website right now, take the URL at the top of the website, click on it, hit copy, and then put it everywhere, right? It, and just say, look, you probably need to show up here. Let's break it on our own website, right? It, it we are dealing with a massively evil environment. The left, they're just evil. They're trash. They are the cull of our society. Hashtag the left are liars. And I say it every day. People are like, Joe, you, you repeat yourself. You're damn right I do. I repeat myself over and over again. Because I know that you know it's true, but people don't. They don't realize the, the reality. So we have to be able to talk about truth, reality. We have to be able to combat this. And the only way you combat it is to stand up, say no. No, I'm done with it. Put on your mask. Nope. Yeah. Take the vaccine. Nope. So, so let's play this clip. This is Marky. So before we go, let's just show the picture again for anyone coming in late. Image one, this is Democrats in 2016 saying we need nine. Specifically, they want nine justices. Go to image two. 
This is expand the court. And you notice that the same person's at the microphone in each of those images. That is Senator Markey. Let's go to cut two. The Republicans stole two seats on the Supreme Court, and now it is up to us to repair that damage. Our democracy is in jeopardy today because the Supreme Court's standing is sorely damaged. And the way we repair it is straightforward. We undo the damage that the Republicans have done by restoring balance. And we do it by adding four seats to the court to create a 13-member Supreme Court. These four new seats to be filled by President Biden will reconstitute the United States Supreme Court. The bench will then rightly reflect the values of the majority of the American people Not on true. whose behalf they serve. Not Expanding true. Expanding the court is constant. Not true. This is so the they stole- this is hold on, time out. This is the thing. They we stole it. We we were elected, duly elected. We stole it. No, stolen stealing is what happened in the election. That's what happened. The election was stolen. The coup against the American people happened. Communist China literally got into our country through an election system run by private equity firms. Not to the interest of the American people. That's not what happened. Dominion, ESNS, Smartmatic, all of them. Systems designed to be flawed so they can be manipulated so they can steal your voice. And this clown gets up there and says to reflect the American people. It does not reflect the American people. It does yeah, not. They stole, they stole the executive. They stole the legislative. And now they're going for the judicial branch. They want to they do that. They want the hat trick. They want the election theft hat trick. They want to steal the entire thing. And like here, we'll get into why this is so dangerous beyond just putting liberals onto the bench. Guys. But I, I want to actually show the bill. Because the bill, we hate when they put together big bills that are hard to read. This is not one of those moments. It is barely longer than a page. If you get rid of the fluff in the margins, it's it's exact. It's less than a page of actual text. Let's go to my screen, Josh. This is it doesn't have a number yet. That's how that's how new this is. It does not have a number yet. It is called the Judiciary Act of 2021, and it says to amend Title 28 of the United States Code to allow for 12 associate justices of the Supreme Court of the United States. Be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America and Congress assembled, this act may be cited as the Judiciary Act of 2021. Section 1 of Title 28, United States Code, is amended by striking, basically 8, and replacing it with 12 associate justices, any 8 of whom shall constitute a quorum. That's it. That's the bill. It's we, we, we rag on them for long bills that they hide stuff in. They're not doing it here. It's right at you. Right. One page of text put on, spread onto two pages a little bit, but less than one page of actual bill text. You, you want to know the just, hill yep, to die on? It's the American hill to die on. That's the hill to die on. Bills like this and others, HR1 and other things that they're doing, these are the hills to die on. These are the hills that destroy everything our country stands for. And he started the conversation with our democracy. We are not a democracy. We are not mob rule. We are ruled by the people under a constitutional republic. That's what we are. Yet they have already said in the last couple of weeks, we're under attack. We're less than six months in, people. 
we're less than six months into a coup of our country, and they're talking about that amendments to the Constitution are not absolute. They're talking well, about this the is fact- an amendment. Hold on, I'm, I'm well, yeah, getting yeah, to the yeah. I'm I'm getting to the whole right. They're they're attacking the fundamental value of everything in our community. They're telling you that, by the way, what we talked about this morning, that you don't have a speedy trial. See those amendments of the Constitution, those pesky things you have that rule us as a nation, they don't matter. And now they can pack the court with activists, not with judges, but activists that want to basically destroy it and fundamentally change the entire landscape of our nation. So when will you become an advocate? When will you stop the media and the, and the special interests and the technology companies from ruling over you and making you a slave? You are a slave right now. You are a slave. I don't care what color you are. If you're listening, you're a slave. They are saying you don't matter. Your voice doesn't matter. We can steal an election and they can be complicit in it and there's nothing you can do. But there is something you can do. There is. You can start by standing up and making truth be heard. You can start by standing up and talking about how much of of just fat effing liars they are. Because that's what they are. They're 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 the evil. They're the grime of our society. They're the trash that we need to take out. The left are disgusting. They are disgusting, evil people. And if you just look at what they're doing, they're breaking down and degrading everything we stand for as a nation, everything. And if you don't stand up, it's on you. It's on you. I'm standing up. You have to stand up. So they're calling it stolen. They're calling that that they need this. They need to add four because two were stolen. So even if you buy their language, even if you buy their argument, Republicans stole two seats. So in order to level the playing field, we must add four liberal justices. You notice how they're not even being truthful in their own fabrications. If it really was that Republicans stole two seats, then the way to balance the scale is to add two liberal justices. Not saying they should do that. but I'm just trying to get into those twisted heads of theirs. But they're not talking about that. They want to add four because two wouldn't actually do it. Yeah, John Roberts, he votes with the left a lot, but he also votes with conservatives a lot. So if, if, if you consider John Roberts a conservative, it's a 6-3 majority for conservatives on the court. If you consider him a liberal, it's a 5-4, right? So if you just add two liberal justices, that doesn't guarantee a liberal majority on every single case. Because yeah, he does waffle sometimes. So <laughs> they say, oh, the Republicans stole two, so we're going to take those two back and then we're going to steal another two. That's the tit for tat that they want. And I mean, it's incredibly dangerous because if, if this is what we're doing, if we're just going to openly politicize the court and whoever wins both chambers of Congress and the White House gets to just add however many justices they want. Correct. It's just going to keep going. It's just going to keep going and going and going. When Republicans win, they'll add a million. Correct. Let's just screw, screw the add two, add four. Let's just add a million. We'll add a Correct. million judges. Correct. We'll add a million judges. So- this next one, you'll get a kick out of this one. This next guy, <laughs> I want to make sure I don't I don't want to mess up his name. Mondaire Jones, one of the co-sponsors of the bill. We'll get to why this is really funny in a second, but let's listen to what he had to say this morning. Let's play cut number three. Far right Supreme Court majority that is hostile to democracy itself. But here we are. And the fact is, if we want to save our democracy, we must act before it is too late by restoring balance to the Supreme Court. Our democracy faces its greatest test since Jim Crow. 
from the insurrection at the Capitol to the racist voter suppression being attempted all throughout the United States of America, the far right is at war with our democracy. And what I want people to understand is that this crisis did not arrive overnight. Rather, the Supreme Court has been an accomplice. In fact, the Supreme Court, specifically the Roberts Court, has been working to dismantle our democracy for years. One decision at a time, the right-wing majority on the Supreme Court has unraveled the greatest achievements of the civil rights movement. To produce a government that does not look like, understand, or even pretend to represent the American people. Every time we needed the Roberts Court to stand up for government by the people, the court chose government by the powerful. In its Citizens United decision in the year 2010, it opened the floodgates to a torrent of dark corporate money in our elections. All right, we're going to cut it. We're going to cut it. Lie after lie after lie. I hate this line of attack against Citizens United. All Citizens United did was clarify that your free speech applies to mediums of speech that require money to disseminate. 100%. That's all Citizens United said. 100%. If you have free speech, you have the right to produce a documentary. In that case, it was a documentary about Hillary Clinton that they wanted to air during an election season. 100%. FEC said, no, you're not allowed to air this documentary during an election season that constitutes an illegal in-kind campaign contribution against Hillary Clinton. You're not allowed to do that. They sued. And the Supreme Court said, yes, when you join an association of individuals, you don't leave your free speech rights at the door. Everyone's allowed to be in that association and maintain their rights. The association itself has a right to free speech. So what Citizens United said was that associations like the NRA, like the ACLU, they have the right to free speech. They have the right to pay money to have that speech disseminated. And the government cannot prohibit a documentary from being aired. I mean, the left never cared when Michael Moore did that. Michael Moore was doing the same thing, producing movies to right. achieve a political outcome. But do you right? know it was only when Republicans started doing it that they had a problem with it. So they call it dark money. It has nothing to do with dark money. It has to do with giving you your rights. Because listen, not all of us have the ability to buy campaign commercials, right? When I lived in New Jersey, there was a, a movement against gun control. And people in this group decided to band together. They started a pack and they pooled their resources and they bought a, a billboard on the side of the highway, a billboard going against a Democrat who was for gun control. So none of those people in that association could have afforded the billboard on their own. Well, maybe they could have, but it would have been a stretch. Together though, by pooling their resources, they could afford it. So what Citizens United does is it doesn't let the rich hide their money. The rich can pay for the billboards and the, and the advertisements anyway, right? What it does is it allows the little guys to band together and form associations and achieve a political outcome that they never would be able to achieve on their own. 100%. And like, that's what the NRA does. The NRA ILA is protected under this. <clears throat> so the Democrats love to say that this is dark money. It's just a complete lie. But the reason I played him, Mondaire Jones, is because he's out with a tweet. There's always a tweet. Here's a tweet he put out yesterday. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Jim Jordan asked, does expanding the Supreme Court count as infrastructure too? And Mondaire Jones responded, yes, with a black heart. So now they're saying that packing the Supreme Court is infrastructure. Everything's infrastructure. The reason they're doing that is the Senate parliamentarian has given Democrats permission look, to look. pass an additional reconciliation bill. Look. 
associated with infrastructure. Look at the thing so down they're down trying here. to Norms are overrated. Slavery used to be a norm. F off. Stick it stick it up your ass. As far John, as I'm concerned. Show. What? Family show. Listen, all right, bleep that. Stick it up your whatever you want to call it. Stick it up your foot. The, the, my, my point is really simple, right? When we get to a place where lunacy becomes something we tolerate, then we have no nation. We have no nation. When, when you can have to put up a fence around somebody rather than have it go through a due process of law, when a city manager is fired for saying, let's let the process play out, you know we have lost the fr- fundamental structure that we have as a nation. We've lost it. When do you get to decide? When do you get to decide that the slippery slope is too far and we put our foot down on the ground and say, Boston Tea Party, that's where we are. And by the way, if you're Antifa, we're going to kick your teeth in, right? You don't get to make our our society fearful. You don't get to do that. You don't get to come and terrorize our communities and loot and burn things down and lie and lie and, and try to convict the American people on being racist. 96%, 96% of all violent crimes committed in areas Violent crimes communities with a gun happen in Democrat-controlled environments. 100%. Yeah. It's not made up, guys. Yeah, it does. Democrat Democrat legislation, Democrat judges, Democrat police forces, Democrat, 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 Democrat. They literally are littering us with lies, and they are the devil. We are talking about the devil and the devil with the Democrats. This is, look, this is a fight between good and evil. God and the devil, we are talking about a fight between good and evil. They are evil. Yet we, we don't talk that way. We want, to have a, we want to have an intellectual conversation. I talked to a tor- attorney and I said, listen, when somebody comes at you with an indictment, you have, to, you have to address every one of those indictments. Every one of them. And she's like, well, you know, but some of it's just silly. Like, why waste the oxygen on it? Because they're counting on you not wasting the oxygen on it. So they can say, see, did not apply to that. Did not talk about that. So I talk about it over and over and over again that we have to address every part of our society that's being ruined by these devils. These Satanists. And they're like, oh, but they believe in God. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't believe that your voice matters. They don't believe that they, they think we're going to pack the Supreme Court. Why? To dismantle and destroy the fundamental values of us as a nation, period. And you'd say, come on, Joe, that sounds like hyperbole. No, it's not. Look at what we're facing, people. Come on. Wake up. When other nations around the world, including South and South and Central America, are saying these people are nuts. I mean, the president of Mexico, the president of Guatemala came out. You know what they said? Max, do you know what they said? The reason why you have a problem at the border is because Biden is an idiot. He is the one that is actually telling people to come here. Why? Yeah. To destroy everything we are as a nation. Well, by the way, kids are crawling through 12, 12 inch, uh, you know, one foot uh, drainage pipes with drugs tied to their ankles. That is actually happening. This is what we're dealing with. And we're supposed, to, we're supposed to have confidence in a government that is designed to destroy who you are as a person. And I say to you, be an ambassador for truth. Stand up. Spread the message. Become an ambassador. Matter of fact, we're going to have a program 
once we get everything else done on the technology side, that will allow you to be an ambassador, allow you to participate, allow you to, to speak and to talk and to you know, get involved in these forums. We're gonna build all of that. We're gonna finish that part once we finish making sure that everyone can get on the website and we can get away from big tech. But man, I, guys, we act like this is something we could not see coming. We knew this was coming. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming, but we didn't know how they planned to do it. And now what we just showed, Mondaire Jones, saying, yes, Supreme Court packing is now infrastructure. The reason that they are doing that is because, as I mentioned just a second ago, the Senate parliamentarian has changed the rules. No longer is the Senate restricted to passing one reconciliation bill a year to bypass the filibuster. Now the parliamentarian is giving them a second one that they can use it on infrastructure and anything related to paying for infrastructure. So for the past week, Democrats have been trying to claim that everything's infrastructure. Right. Child care is infrastructure. Elderly care is infrastructure. Veterans health care is infrastructure. All things that if we want to have the debate about, we have that debate, but it's not infrastructure. Right. It's not infrastructure in any way, shape or form. Now they want to make the Supreme Court infrastructure. Why? Because if they can add it to the infrastructure bill, they can pass it and bypass the filibuster, meaning they wouldn't need a single Republican vote to do it. If they got every Democrat on board, they could pass it into law without the Republicans being able to block it. That is why they are calling Supreme Court packing infrastructure. But it's and so and we have to thing. have yeah, we have to have these intellectual conversations because part of going out there and speaking the truth is understanding how they're going to do it, right? Because all this is happening in the smoke-filled rooms behind the scenes. They don't want this all to be discussed. Notice how the media never discusses procedure and process and parliamentary maneuvers. By the time they mention that a big omnibus spending bill is on its way, it's already been passed through all the committees and is on its way to the floor. It's too late to stop it, right? They're all complicit in this in stopping you from understanding the process itself. So yeah, it, it feels it feels like we're, we get into the weeds with the intellectual discussions about this, but we have to explain how they're doing it if we have any chance to stop them from doing it. But, but because here, simply saying here, we want here, to stop it isn't here, enough. Here, here, is the, here is the thing that we have to get to. What, where is the media right now? Where is the media talking about why are we allowing big tech, why are we allowing the media to suppress what is actually happening in our country? You have New Hampshire, Nevada, Arizona, Michigan, Georgia, Texas, Colorado, we are all screaming about election integrity because that is how they actually created the coup that we're in right now. It's happening. Yet they're not even talking about the fact that there's modems that are actually soldered to the, the, the motherboard of these systems in Michigan. That's actually happening. That's actually happening. They're not talking about the fact that today they start the absolute 100% paper ballot audit in Arizona. They're not talking about it. You want to know why? Because they're afraid of the American people. They're afraid of us and they should be afraid of us. They fear us and they should be fearful of us. Guys, we are, we are at the, we, we are the ones that are at the wheel right now. I don't care if somebody hears my voice or hears Max's voice or hears your voice. I don't care. What I do care is that we take the time, and yeah, it's an intellectual conversation, Max. It is, 100%. But at the same time, we have got to start doing the research and standing up more forcefully in our society saying, now we've had enough. We've had enough. 
when, when they can basically stop you from going to a downtown area because they're telling you, don't go down there, uh, you'll find out why, stay out, and they, they're doing this in Denver. Don't go down there, don't go down there on April 17th because you'll find out why. Man, you know what? If a thousand patriots, a thousand patriots, 2,000 patriots showed up on the streets and said, and, and, and I'm not gonna tell you this should happen, shouldn't happen, did happen, will happen, right? But if they showed up on the streets and all these anti-fights and terrorists in our society were just squished like bugs and got their teeth kicked in, guess what? They'd think twice about coming out a second time. What are, what are you talking about? I don't know what's going on on this April whole, 17th. You this lost whole, me there. This whole BLM thing. So they have this BLM Antifa stand with the the gangster up in uh, uh, up, up in Minnesota. Right? Uh, Dante Wright. Dante Wright, yeah. yes. Let's stand with him. Stand with him with what? For what? You, you held a woman at gunpoint. You held it. You had you had a felony warrant out for your arrest. You resisted arrest. You jumped back in the car. Did she make a mistake? Yes. My brother died because of a police mistake because they killed him. But doesn't mean that he should have been running from the police. And does it hurt me to say that? Yes. It hurts me to say it. The criminality of the police in that in that in that instance is not forgiven. Right? The fact that she made a mistake is not forgiven. We have a process for that. But, but but you don't get the greatest story that's not true. You don't get to prop up a guy that's a that's an absolute bully and a tyrant and a garbage bag. He, he's garbage. He's trash. Now, do I think he's a human being and he has a right to due process? Yes. But do I think that you get to use him as a pawn to destroy our society? No. No, I don't. But I think they do because they're evil. And the left are liars. And if you're not willing to recognize that, I can't help you. And if you're the Eric Coomer or the, you know, one of his attorneys that are listening to me and you can't figure out how can we get him to keep his mouth shut? You can't. I'm never going to shut up. I'm never going to be quiet. I'm never going to sit down. I'm never going to wait my turn. I'm never going to let you bully me. It's never going to happen. And I'm telling you guys the same thing. We, we have to get to the place where we're willing to say, call it what it is. No. We're willing to just rattle the cages of those legislators out there on the Democrat side and the Republican side, which is why we run the blast that we run because they have to print them every time we it all goes into their email and they have to print those. It's a legislative rule that anytime somebody communicates with them, they have to print it. So they're wasting paper and you'd say, oh, Joe, you're wasting paper. Yeah, maybe because it's necessary. But we have to decide how we're going to stand in this fight collectively. And I say it every single day. And I'm never going to get tired of, of, of saying it. I'm never going to get tired of fighting. And I'm never going to get tired of telling you and holding you accountable for if you want to protect our country, we have, we have an obligation right now. We have an obligation. I feel better. So they asked, they asked Pelosi about this, yeah. about this plan to pack the Supreme Court. And everyone is, 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 is leading with her saying no. Everyone's leading with her saying it's not going to happen. But that's not exactly what she said. Let's go ahead and, and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Pelosi says she's open to expanding the size of the Supreme Court, but doesn't want to bring this bill to the floor until Joe Biden's commission concludes. So this is where the Democrats put the cart before the horse. They kind of jumped the gun on this. Joe Biden, a week ago, created this presidential commission on the Supreme Court of the United States to study the issue, right? Well, these Democrats didn't want to wait. They introduced the bill beforehand, so they weren't able to use the commission as cover, right? It was like, oh, we're only doing what the commission recommended. So that's what Pelosi's trying to do. She's trying to walk back this bill. Say, well, let's wait and see what the commission says. The commission is going to recommend the bill. We already know the fix is in. 
right? It's not going to be a commission that says we should keep the Supreme Court at the same size. They're going to recommend leftist proposals, right? So everyone's saying that Pelosi shot it down. Pelosi didn't shot, shoot it down. She just wants to use the commission that we've talked about on the show before as cover so that it doesn't look like Democrats are doing this, that it would be the nonpartisan commission that recommended it. That is why, um, that's why she's doing this. So we have, we have a couple more clips to play and, and we're going to go into the second hour with this a little bit. Um, this is Joe Biden in 1983 explaining how he's against the idea of packing the Supreme Court. Let's play cut four. President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. But it was a bonehead idea. It was a terrible, terrible mistake to make. And it put in question for an entire decade the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress, in my view, the most significant body in this country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. So that was Biden in 1983 when he actually had the ability to craft a sentence and speak his mind. And he sounded reasonable. Right. That's that's Joe Biden. 1983. Very reasonable. Calling it a bonehead move. He just appointed a commission to do to study what old Joe Biden called a bonehead move. But, and, That's and how he, you know that he's yeah. not the same guy anymore. It's not a matter of the same guy. That's why you know that our entire uh, uh, legislative branch, our entire uh, judicial branch, our, our executive branch, they're compromised. And they're compromised by people on the outside. Our country is compromised by traitors. These people are traitors to our country. They are traitors to God. They're traitors to, uh, you know, our society, to opportunities you have. They're traitors to minorities or traitors to white people, to brown people, to green people, to black people. They're traitors. They don't care about you. We become the pawns and we, we fight and they watch. And by the way, they did this in the 14th century. They did this in, in Roman times. They literally created division in order to destroy people in society so they could maintain control. And we let it happen. Instead of setting all this aside and actually coming together and saying, listen, I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. If you're a Democrat, you probably need to walk away. Oh, yeah. But by the way, we're going to attack Brandon Straka there as well. Right. We're going to go after him because he was too successful in getting 20 million Democrats to walk away from those clowns. Right. We have to decide that we actually are going to stand up and have a voice and not just when President Trump says, hey, listen, let's have a, a rally. No, not not when just that happens. We want to be able to stand up all the time and say, look, I'm going to leave my job right now and I'm going to go stand up. Well, by the way, we have a big event coming up in, in May and we're going to have events across the country, across the country. Stay tuned for it. I'm working on the details of it. In the next couple of days, I'll actually uh, you know, announce it once I have some pieces in place. Actually, we'll have it done by Monday. The big thing for me is making sure that we got the stickers thing done and the, the, the new uh, uh, Joe's Depot done just because, frankly, I'm about to pull my what's left of my hair out having to deal with all this. But listen, we, we have, at some point, we are going to have to show them the power of the people. The media is not going to do it. The tech companies are going to suppress it. They're going to block you. They're going to they're gonna kick you off their platforms. Anytime you speak truth, they're going to try and cut your tongue out. They're going to bully you. You just have to decide whether or not when you're willing to, sp to speak up. Yeah, it's it, yeah. 
So that was Biden in 1983 talking about how it's a boneheaded move to pack the Supreme Court. Here's Biden again, I believe in 1987. Let's play cut five. I've been standing for as long as 20 years to be overruled and repeatedly rejected. He's gone to the Senate and the House repeatedly to ask for legislation, has been repeatedly rejected. But while President Roosevelt's social programs had the support of the Congress, President Reagan's programs do not. And while President Reagan has used his nominations to shift the balance of the court, in Roosevelt's case, the court shifted on its own. Before the court packing bill reached the Senate floor, before Justice Mandever's timely resignation, Justice Robert Owens had already made his welcome switch in time to save nine giving Roosevelt a five to four majority he sought. But in May of 1937, the outcome of the Senate was anything but certain. The Judiciary Committee was controlled by Democrats, all loyal New Dealers. And although they supported Roosevelt's political ends, they refused to allow him to pursue them through judicial means. In their minds, the integrity of the court meant more than the agenda of the president. And on June 14th, they issued a report condemning the court packing plan. The president's legislation, they concluded, demonstrated, quote, the futility and, absur and absurdity of the devious. It was an effort to punish the justices for their opinions, quote, that was an invasion of judicial power such as has never been attempted before in this country. But the committee report went further still. The executive attempts to dominate the judiciary led to an autocratic dominance, they said, the very thing against which the American colonies revolted and to prevent which the Constitution was in its very particulars framed. The report concluded with a final thundering sentence before the day was out that would be heard round the world. Quote, it is a measure which should be so emphatically rejected that its parallel will never again be presented to a free representative of a free people in America. My case today about the role of the court is rooted in history precedent, and I would argue common sense. I've argued that the framers entrusted the Senate with a responsibility of advice and consent to protect the independence of the judiciary. So we wanted to play that. Lots of people say, yeah, Joe Biden used to be a smart guy. Well, someone else wrote that for him, but he at least was able to read it. Right. And Joe, if you notice, 1987 Biden is talking a lot like you. The idea that to right. do this would be one of the gravest affronts to to republicanism to to what the United States is supposed to stand for it would be like it would be despotic it would be akin to what England did to the colonists right he's using similar language to what you're talking right. about fighting back the Boston Tea Party that's Joe Biden 1987 saying that that hopefully no one ever attempts again such an autocratic attempt to seize the judiciary and he's doing it so either one of two things are true, either, well, three things, either Joe Biden's changed his mind, either Joe Biden doesn't know what's what he used to say, or Joe Biden's not actually calling the shots. I start to lean towards probably a combination between two and three, but there's no way that guy we just saw on there is the same guy in the White House. I'm not saying that conspiratorially, it's the same human being, though he has had his top taken off a few times for brain surgery. It is the same human being. No, there's no body snatchers involved, but it's not the same ideology. It's not the same manner of speaking. It's not the same philosophy there. It just isn't. It just isn't. So that was Joe Biden, 1987. We have more 
We have more. Before we go to break, I want to play this. This is Joe Biden circa 2005. Let's go to cut six. So let me describe in some detail. In the summer of 37, Roosevelt had just come off a landslide victory over Alf Landon. He had a Congress made up of solid new dealers. But the nine old men of the court were thwarting his agenda. In this environment, Roosevelt, and remember this old adage about power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, corrupted by power, in my view, unveiled his court packing plan. He wanted to increase the number of justices to 15, allowing himself to nominate those additional judges. He took an act of courage on the part of his own party institutionally to stand up against this power grab. In May of 37, the Senate Judiciary Committee, a committee controlled by Democrats and supportive of his political ends. I ask unanimous consent, I can see my time's about up. I'd ask unanimous consent that my entire statement be entered in the record, uh, Mr. President. And I conclude by stating to you that the issue will be, will historians studying the actions taken in the spring of 05 look upon the current members of this body as statesmen who place the institution of the Senate above party and politics, or will historians see us as politicians bending to the will of the executives and to political exigency? I, for one, am comfortable with that role that I will play in the upcoming debate. And in my heart, I believe either this is called, there will be at least six men and women of rectitude on that side of the body that will not allow the deterioration the constitutional responsibility of this body. I yield the floor. Without objection. So here's Joe Biden, 2005. Again, again, that is not the same resident in the in the White House right now. But that Joe Biden is going even further than 1987 Joe Biden in saying that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And any politician who believes that just because they won an election they deserve to re they deserve the right to reshape the court has been corrupted by their power and that it is up to their party to show courage to resist and to block them from succumbing to that corruption fast forward to today and joe biden is the corrupt autocrat joe biden is the one who set up the commission that he not only said was a bonehead move but he said was autocratic despotic a threat to our individual rights and liberties and freedoms. And his own party, rather than showing the courage that he talks about when he, when he talks about 1937, his own party is enabling it and going along with it because they don't have political principles. Their ends justify the means. We will expand the court. Republicans stole two seats. We're going to take four. Forget about the fact the math doesn't add up. We're doing it. And that that's what the right thing to do is. So this Joe Biden that we see now is not the same Joe Biden that we had in 2005, in 1987, in 1983. It is clear that he's either changed his mind, doesn't know what his position are, is, or someone else is calling the shots. Because if we had those Joe Bidens in the White House today, frankly, I, I would never vote for a Democrat, but I'd be much more comfortable with that Joe Biden than today's Joe Biden. Because I don't trust our Joe Biden in any way, shape, or form. I don't even know if he's awake today. He might, today might be a sleepy day. I don't know. I don't know. But it shows you just how much someone can change and just how much someone can be controlled by the far left of their party. That a guy who just a, a few years ago was talking about how this is despotism to even consider this is now rooting for it. Joe, what do you think about those old, uh, those old quotes? I think the old quotes are a, an indication of sensibility that has left our society today. 
And again, it's a, it's a perfect indication of, of not progress, right? But infiltration of a cancer that's taken over our society, taken over our government. And it's, it's like learning. It's, it's like when you start to learn, like you learn what the acceptable limits are. You start learning that, that things take time, people give up, the constitution, the, the character of, of men, of women in this country has been diminished. Um, they're trained. People are trained to just, you know, give in. And the ones that are not trained to give in don't seem to, don't seem to want to stand together. And it causes us a lot of problems, it causes a ton of problems. So Democrats not to be outdone. They're not just looking at getting rid of the Supreme Court and changing it. They've also now done this. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. They have introduced a resolution to abolish the Electoral College. So again, th they are just trying to go after it all. Now that's going to be a lot harder. That, that would require a, a constitutional amendment. But absolutely striking that they are consumed by the very power that 2005 Joe Biden warned us about and that he himself promised that he would be the kind of person to stand up for it, stand up against it and to do the right thing. Notice now he is missing in action. And when he actually does pipe up, he supports this madness. So we're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to have Gammy Sparkles. Everyone loves Gammy Sparkles. She's super fired up. We're going to have her on the other side of the break talking about all of this. We have a couple more clips to play. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 